It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in at Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. Welcome in the first Sunday of December, and it is more than just your NFL Sunday preview today. Within a few moments, we will know the four teams going to the college football playoff. Normally, we would know who the four teams are. By the way, Alex White here as well. Where's Alex? Pleasure as always. Good to see you this morning. You too. So we usually we know. We know who the four would be going normally in this circumstance. We know, th- we know two. Michigan, Washington, they're going. Other than that, there are a lot of question marks this morning. Alabama, of course, upsetting Georgia yesterday. Texas throttling Oklahoma State. Florida State, ugly, 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 but they get it done against Louisville. And I, I know there are some people out there arguing for Georgia at the moment, Alex, but I think the Bulldogs are cooked. Yeah. It's Texas, Alabama, and Florida State for two spots, and it'll be fascinating to know in the next five to ten minutes what the committee does. And as soon as the committee has those out, and as soon as Chris Andrews and company have those numbers in behind us, our guy Vinny Maliula will come on in and tell you Fantastic. what the numbers are for those college football semifinals on the first of the new year. Where are you leaning? Do you um if I if I were doing this, yes. if I were doing this, I would leave Florida State out. But we've watched the last two weeks from them. Their defense has been amazing. Yep. No arguing that. But it's just hard for me to put in a team that is clearly not of the level of the others. Where Texas, they're clearly a top to me, clearly deserving. Yes. Alabama, yeah. You know what? You win the you win the SEC, even though the SEC is down, you beat Georgia in Atlanta. Uh, yes, I know they needed a prayer to beat Auburn two weeks ago, but they should be in over Florida State. Now, I don't know what the committee's going to do. I'm not even going to venture a guess. This is the first time we've really seen this type of scenario. The closest we had to this was in the first year of this, where Ohio State with Cardell Jones as the number three quarterback and TCU went from three to six in the final rankings. Ohio State moved in, and Ohio State went on to win a national title. So I think that's a lot different than this circumstance, though, because Ohio State showed it with Cardell Jones the last week of the season. They throttled Wisconsin in Indianapolis that week. Florida State, I mean, they were lucky that Louisville was inept yesterday. They played a team that had any semblance of an offense in that game. They lose. They lose. Uh, Louisville handed them six points on top of it, Alex. Two big things for me. Alabama knocked off the two-time national champion yesterday. So I it'll be a shame to see them get knocked out. I do think Texas gets in over them because of the head-to-head. And then with Florida State, if what um, Chris Felica said, that Brock Glenn is, would have been the second-string quarterback, why are we waiting for Rotomaker to come back? We saw from both of these two guys, right, for Florida State, we're not getting Jordan Travis back. If we were going to get him back, then I could see them putting them Florida State in, but that kind of changes things for me with those two backup quarterbacks. I don't, again, we'll we'll find out. We'll find out soon. We'll find out in the next five minutes. Uh, All I can say is we're going to have a, if Florida State's in against Michigan, which I would assume if Florida State goes there to four, not the three, protect the number one seed, even though Florida State was undefeated. Everyone with their eyes knows that Texas is better or Alabama is better than Florida State at the moment. but regardless, we know Washington's going. We know Michigan's going. They're the two unbeatens. Pac-12, Big Ten. Pac-12 gets a team in their final year. And also, too, I, I will say this. I, I think the Pac-12 actually pretty fortunate that Washington won that game on Friday night. 
because there would be some unnecessary sweating if Oregon won a coin flip game, even though we know from power ratings wise that we at Oregon was higher than Washington and still is higher than Washington in a lot of in most people's power ratings. Uh, but that's not how the committee operates, as we know. But we'll get that as uh, they announce it, hopefully, in the next few minutes. All right, to the NFL we go in the meantime. Okay. When we get those four teams in the playoffs, we will let you know right here on Sports by the Book. Well, let's get to it. Boy, what a, what a drop-off. We go to Bailey Zappi right out of the gate here, Alex. Uh, the money's been on New England, though. Mac Jones, Ben Zappi starts today. Uh, not much of a shock, even though we didn't get it confirmed until this morning. Uh, right now, uh, four is the line. All the way down to four with the L.A. Chargers in this one against the New England Patriots. Actually, the hook just came back on behind us. Uh, there is only one four in the market right now. Chargers, four and a half on the road. Total 39, Alex. I know you're not back in the Chargers again. I am going under this total. I got under 40 and a half. I still like it here. These two teams combined are 16 and 6 to the under. The Chargers have gone under in eight of their last nine. You mentioned it. We have Bailey Zappi playing for the Patriots. I don't expect a ton of offense from them. Um, and then their defense. I trust their defense to keep this a low-scoring game. There's also going to be rain here in Foxborough. So I think both offenses will be conservative. I don't have a strong feel on the side, though. Hi, this screams to me. New England somehow wins in Charger fashion by the Chargers, and Brandon Staley's out. That's the feel I get going into this game. Now, I don't want to chase a bad number. Could have had this number as as six earlier in the week. So I don't want to chase the four and a half. But this really does feel like to me, as a, a game where again the Chargers, the Chargers are basically they have to win out in order if they're going to make the playoffs, they have to win out at this point. Realistically speaking, especially with a, a schedule where look, the two best opponents they play the rest of the way are both at home, Kansas City, and I guess you still count that as Buffalo. Or if you think Denver is better than Buffalo at this point, they get them both at home. They get Denver twice. They play the Raiders here which is actually one of the few games where the Raider fans are going to have a lot more than the visiting fans here in Vegas, as we know, because not many Charger fans. But regardless, I I just, this Charger team has wasted so much, so much talent over the years. They're doing it again here. And I'll say this, I said this earlier in the week, I think this is Bill Belichick's job next year. I think Bill Belichick is not going to be in the Patriots anymore. He's going to be the Chargers coach next year. I know Matt Never is probably shaking his head in the back on that, but I, I, that's what I think. I think this is Staley's out at the end of the year, regardless, unless if they, even if they make the playoffs, I think Staley's probably out. And Belichick, everyone mutually, mutually parts ways, and Belichick's coaching a team already with a formed quarterback in Justin Herbert that needs help on the defense next year. That's my, that's my traditional sports talk angle for today. Alex. You said it Friday, and I was a little caught off guard, but I actually like it a lot. I think it would be a perfect, perfect move for both parties. Let's go to New Orleans and Detroit. Saints, four and a half behind us. It's mostly four in the market on this game, 47 and a half the total on New Orleans and Detroit. Alex, I'm on the Saints. I actually bet them, and you know how much it take, it, it kind of pains me in order to bet New Orleans with the way they've, they've looked in my thoughts on this team this year. But I'm in, I, I know that Detroit's been betting this game here at the South Point from three and a half to four and a half. I think that defense is what it is at this point. They had a, they were forcing turnovers at the beginning of the year. They were getting pressure up front. They're not getting pressure anymore other than Aiden Hutchinson. 
And that secondary has been exposed the last few weeks. The Bears should have got him two weeks ago. Green Bay got him last week. I understand it's extended rest. I understand that New Orleans has looked awful at times this year. But I would not be shocked if this is an outright upset with New Orleans getting it done as a four-and-a-half-point underdog at home today. Hey, again, you don't get New Orleans that big of a dog at home uh, barely ever. So I'll take the points with New Orleans very happily, a little sprinkle on the money line as well. I am I'm very shocked that you're backing the Saints here. My favorite play in this game is the over because I do think we are going to get back and forth between these two, and we've seen both defenses struggle. I do like the Lions in this spot, though. I didn't lay the points. I did take them on the money line. They are getting their veteran left guard, Jonah Jackson, back. He's been out the last two games. And what have we seen? We've seen the worst offensive line production, and we've seen Jared Goff look terrible again. He's had six turnovers, three interceptions, and three fumbles. I think this will be huge for Detroit. I think they're going to be able to move the ball again, and I think they're going to give up a little points too. So love the over, and then I've also backed the Lions on the money line. Detroit, uh, I was going to say teaser today potentially with New Orleans, but we don't tease up like that. But Regardless, I will say this with Detroit, where the Lions are still going to win that division. They're still going to win the NFC North. They're eight and three. But you would automatically, if you're a Lions fan going into the year, hey, you're eight and three going into the year. Yeah, I do take that in a heartbeat. Not, not even, don't even think twice. I, I, I am really concerned long term on this team defensively because three weeks since the bye, they've looked bad. Remember that the only the two wins miraculous comeback against the Bears that had more to do with the Bears than the yep. Lions and the 41-38 game against the Chargers where no one got to stop. And look, for the, for Detroit's sake, the rest of the schedule, New Orleans doesn't scare you on offense. Chicago, same sort of deal, even though, again, I think Fields makes them significantly better on offense despite what people think about him. The Broncos, doing it with defense more than offense. Two games against the Vikings. Josh Dobbs might end up getting benched. That could be Nick Mullins win those games. And the Cowboys, they'll get beat by Dallas the next to last week of the season. But Detroit still has an out, a backdoor shot at the one seed. It is still there. The schedule is manageable enough that they can handle their business starting today. I just don't think they're going to handle their business uh, in this one in New Orleans. Again, four and a half here at the South Point, mostly four in the market. All right, let's go to the game of the day. Yikes. Jets, <laughs> Falcons. Ritter Boyle, 33 to total, which is the lowest of the day here. Uh, Falcons on the road, two-point favorites. It's just an indictment of what the Jets have devolved to on the offensive side of the ball this year that Atlanta is favored. But, hey, that's your first place Atlanta Falcons, Alex White. Hey, I don't know what to do with this one. I did take the most popular bet, which you told me, Young Hoku was over one and a half field goals. I think this is going to be a lot of punting, a lot of field goals. Both defenses show up today, and I, I don't know what we're going to get offensively. We know the Falcons are good. They have plenty of weapons, and when Desmond Ritter is not throwing the ball to the other team, they usually are very good, but this is an elite Jets defense that they're going against. So if it total wasn't so low, I would be on the under, but we could have some defensive touchdowns. And then Chris told us on Friday, 17 first half was juiced way up. So got to look for some prop bets and some other angles in this one. Field goal kickers, again, the Jets have scored 70% of their points on field goals this year, which is just beyond pathetic. Uh, this, the quarterback matchup concerns me if you take this game under. And I know that, I know that may sound backwards to some. 
My reasoning is that the defenses are going to score in this game. Where Tim Boyle should not be playing in the NFL. His numbers in college were the worst that you've ever seen from a, a legitimate starting quarterback. Uh, he has more interceptions than touchdowns in his limited NFL action. He's only on the team because he's Aaron Rodgers' buddy. Uh, and from the Jets' perspective, it's a joke that he's starting over Trevor Simeon today, but that's a different argument for a different day. And you know my thoughts on Desmond Ritter. <laughs> Even though he played well last week. I will give him last week. After the interception, he played pretty well last week in that win against New Orleans. And as Chris said this, at least on the side, and I'm not, I didn't touch this game other than uh, betting both field goal kickers over one and a half field goals. Okay. Um, road favorite the week after being a home dog usually is a bad sign on that road favorite. Usually. Now, earlier in the year, we had Minnesota on the road go to Lambeau after being a home dog, and they were a road favorite in that game. Minnesota won that game pretty easily, but they lost Kirk Cousins in the process in that game with the ruptured Achilles. But there is something to what Chris said on Friday with the, you were a home dog the week before, now you're a road favorite. It's usually, usually doesn't go particularly great for that team that is the road favorite that second week, and that is Atlanta in this circumstance. All right, let's go to Arizona and Pittsburgh. By the way, they are just dragging this thing out for, for who's in the college football playoff right now. Usually within five minutes, done. Now we're 15 minutes in already, haven't said anything. All right, Arizona and Pittsburgh. Up to six and a half, 41 a total loss. Six and a half's market high. It's mostly six right now. You know, it's hard to bet Pittsburgh games over, but even though this game has been hit to the over, I still think it's okay at 41 over. Uh, Arizona, we have talked about this, Alex White. The Cardinals are awful in the second half. Awful. They are awful. And this would not be, this would be one of those games where if you took Arizona first half and then came back with Pittsburgh second half, I would have no problem with that. Completely if agree. that's the way you wanted to play it, that's fine. But I do like the over in this game. I think what we saw last week, I don't want to say it was permanently real from Pittsburgh's offense. Yeah, they only scored 16 points. I get that. But you're now playing the worst team in the NFL. They are, even though we overrated your second worst team in the NFL. Sorry, Carolina, you're still worse. But a team we thought was going to be historically bad who's been just a normal bad team. A normal bad team. And there's a lot of normal bad teams every single year in the NFL. But their defense stinks. And I think for Pittsburgh, you're in the scenario where, hey, we have Arizona and New England these next two weeks at home. We have a chance to get, get all the way up to win nine. Win nine before December 10th. By the way, that would continue Mike Tomlin's streak. Hey, Matt, never. Did you know that Mike Tomlin's never finished under 500? You know that? Yeah, see, never never didn't know. Uh, but regardless, uh, this is an opportunity for Pittsburgh's offense. And at the back door is going to be open late in this game. We're only at 41. I do like this over here, Alex. We're on different sides here. I like this under a lot. And mostly because of their defense. They've allowed just eight offensive touchdowns in the last six weeks. So, And they're really good at creating turnovers. We talked about that. Third in takeaways. I do believe in their offense. I think, you know, we did see a huge improvement last week, but I'm not there yet. I do think it's going to be a tighter game than than you're alluding to, but love that in-game. I think if Arizona goes up and scores quickly, jump back on Pittsburgh. That is my plan. I actually, I laid a little bit with Pittsburgh, minus five and a half. Um, I wouldn't suggest it because even the Pittsburgh fans are saying take the money line, but I think they're a far better team here in this one. First half Arizona, second half Pittsburgh. I don't mind that strategy, but again, you could all obviously get wiped out. 
If Pittsburgh has a big first half, you get wiped out, then you don't even bother with that second half bet. See, the question marks are on the screen up there for the college football playoff. We'll have those rankings once they are announced, and then as soon as they are announced and put into the system, our guy Vinny Maliula will be joining us to give you the numbers for those college football semifinals. Continuing along, here's Carolina, and this has been the biggest mover of the whole week, and it's because of injuries on the defensive side of the ball for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, Alex. Six all the way down the ladder to three and a half now on the Bucs. At home against Carolina, 38.5 down to 36.5. As we know, of course, Frank Reich fired earlier in the week. Uh, Chris Tabor will be the interim head coach for the Carolina Panthers. Alex, I am doing absolutely nothing with this. At the bigger numbers, I thought Carolina was okay, but not at 3.5. We're not going to take a chase, a big, a bad number, even with all those injuries on the Tampa side of the ball. Uh, we are just going to stay out of this one here today. I am not absolutely not touching the Panthers here. I'm not buying the firing the head coach and then bouncing back here because their their offense is just not good. They're last in yards per play behind the Giants and they're last in yards per pass behind the Jets. So shows me I have no confidence in this team. Tampa Bay is pretty good. I understand they have some injuries, but I they're a tough team. Their defense has been pretty good all year long. I really like Mike Evans in this game. Um, I went over 63 and a half receiving yards for him. He's clearly Baker Mayfield's favorite target. Seen about 60% of the offensive snaps. He went had 70 last week and two touchdowns and 143 in their last home game, which is another point I want to bring up. Four of their last five games, Tampa Bay were on the road. They won the one home game against the Titans 20 to 6. So I feel like this is a good spot for the Buccaneers to get back on track. They just had a had a rough stretch there on the road. You know, this is just for the Bucs. Again, they are alive. They're four and seven. They are alive in a division because of the ineptitude of the teams in front of them. And Tampa, look, they have four divisional games left on the card. They already beat Atlanta earlier, or excuse me, they already lost to Atlanta and beat New Orleans earlier in the year. Uh, they get the Saints at home a few weeks from now. They get Atlanta in Atlanta next week. And they get to they're both the Carolina game. The other games on the board are at Green Bay and, and Jacksonville. They'll be underdogs in those games, but them going into Lambeau wouldn't, wouldn't stun me. Be a little surprised if Jacksonville blew that game in Tampa near the end of the year. But, hey, uh, they're not done. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win the division. I think either New Orleans or Atlanta is going to get it done. They still lean the Falcons because they have the win over Tampa and they have the win over New Orleans. Uh, but, boy, it's still there. It just shows how horrible of a division this is. Uh, with, the, again, the Bucks still alive. By the way, there's a lot of 3 minus 20 in the market on that game now. Uh, South Point, the lone flat 3.5. So if you like Carolina, best line in existence right now. Here with Carolina, again, you missed the best of it, though, yeah. <laughs> on this Definitely. one. All right, Indian, Tennessee. Let's go there real quick. Titans, home dogs in this one. Colts, one-point favorites. If the playoffs started today, congratulations, Indianapolis. You're in. They're in. Amazingly enough, they would be the number seven seed in the AFC as of this moment. Uh, Alex, I think the wrong team is favored in this game. Tennessee has been much better at home this year. And for, for Indy, I just wonder on this three-game winning streak that they're on. They, they beat Carolina. We know they stink. They beat New England. We know they stink. And they beat the Bucs, who I think are, as we just said, only alive because their division's horrible. 
going on the road as a small favorite here is a role that Indy is not used to. Now, again, it is a divisional game. It is a familiarity factor for both of these teams. But when push comes to shove, and also, by the way, of course, earlier in the year, Indy beat Tennessee by a touchdown in Indianapolis. But I, I like the Titans. The Titans have been undefeated in Nashville so far this year, and I expect Derrick Henry to be able to run on this Indianapolis defense. I uh, actually just money lined it. I didn't bother with the point. I took an even money money line on Tennessee today. I think that's smart. I don't have a feel on the side at all. I just don't trust Tennessee. Um, you know, I was betting on them a lot in beginning of the season. But I do like the over in this one, over 42. I think we're going to get a lot of points. Um, as you mentioned, the home away split for Tennessee, averaging 24.8 points at home compared to 12.3 on the road. That is, I think it's the largest in the league. Then the Colts play fast, not quite as fast with Minshew compared to Anthony Richardson, but they're still the sixth quickest in the league. So a lot of points I'm expecting in this one. It, for Indianapolis, again, the AFC is wide open. Denver, of course, we'll get to Denver-Houston in a little bit. That is a gigantic game in the AFC playoff picture today. Uh, but look, we'll, we'll we'll see how this all plays out uh, with uh, with the Colts and the Titans today. Indianapolis, again, a one-point favorite on the road uh, in this one. They, uh, they will eventually release the teams that are in the college football playoff. Don't worry, everyone. We'll get that uh, in a few moments. Uh, on this game as well, it's, yeah. you mentioned it the other day, Will Levis in Nashville. Much more comfortable. Oh, Two yes, yes, yes. Oh, and three on the road so far. So, so I mean, even just looking at the numbers, like forget just the win and losses. Obviously, Levis was amazing in that game against right. the Falcons. The first one. The first one. And then, look, last, I don't think Levis played well last week. I thought he was just ordinary. But he didn't turn the ball over. That's the big thing for, for Levis, where they've gotten in trouble when he was turning the ball over. Like, that's why they got clobbered in Tampa. That's why they ended up losing that Pittsburgh game was because of turnovers. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll see how it plays out uh, in that one. So uh, before we get to Miami and Washington, they are finally revealing uh, the college football playoff teams. Michigan, no shock, number one. Uh, they will go. Uh, we'll see which, which bowl they go to, depending on their opponent. I The number one seed gets to select what bowl they go to with all those teams based in the Southeast. I think I would take the Rose Bowl if I were Michigan, uh, if I were at the number one overall seed, but no shock there. So again, they're going to just take their time with, with, with revealing this one. Michigan, Alex, uh, of course, yesterday with a win over Iowa. Uh, boy, if you took those Iowa team totals over, <laughs> didn't matter which one you oh took, you didn't get there. 26 nothing. Um, I will say this with Michigan yesterday. I thought their offense was awful. In that game, I credit Iowa's defense. They played their behinds off. Yes. They were just given no chance by their own offense. Two of both the Michigan's touchdowns were on fields shorter than 15 yards. Yeah. So special if, teams really stuck. Yeah. Special teams, a forced fumble on defense. Uh, not overly impressive in their win a day ago. Yeah. They did cover the number, though. So I think. Yes, that, they did. Yeah. <laughs> and they are clearly the best team. I think they're very deserving of that one spot. Washington comes in at number two. We knew this was going to happen as well. So so far, no shots. Uh, if it was if they if they screwed up the one and two, it really would have been something. Uh, Washington, of course, as we talked about yesterday, thirty four thirty one over Oregon on Friday night here in Vegas. Well deserved for the Huskies who have managed to win close games. 
and 13-0. and They're going to be the only team in Pac-12's history to have an 0-12 season and a 13-0 and season. So both sides of the spectrum for that program over the years. But here they are, uh, the Big Ten of next year with the top two seats in this right. tournament. Uh, it's crazy. There you go. Texas in at number three. So Washington will play Texas. So the Horns go from seven to four to three with their blowout victory over Oklahoma State. So I, I think this is right. I think this is right that yeah. Texas vaults all the way to number three. So the decision is going to come down to Alabama versus Florida State in a second on who number four is. But the Horns, you go on the road to Tuscaloosa and you beat Alabama. Yeah. Your only loss is a coin flip game to Oklahoma, where, quite frankly, they should have won that game. I think the committee got this right, bopping Texas all the way up to number three, and that is going to be an awesome game in that 2-3 with Washington and Texas. And then here you go, the moment that everyone has been waiting for. On number four, the Michigan Wolverines are the number one seed. They will play in whichever bowl game is they're going to take their time. So we'll, we'll get that in a second. Uh, but uh, re regardless with Texas, I Happy the First committee three. put them in. They deserve it. Yes. I Going into the month of October, I thought they were the number one team in the country, at least by me. As the year's gone along, of course, you get through the Ewers injury, yes. and here you are, Texas in the college football playoff. I'm very curious to see what the guys behind us open that Washington-Texas game at, because that that is, a to me, a pretty even game. I actually would make Texas a small favorite in that one out. Oh, I got to yeah. look at my numbers there. But great point about Texas and what they've overcome because with their quarterback, Quinn Ewers, going out. Then it took him a little bit to come back, right? The first couple games, barely won those games. But now they, they are rolling again. Credit to you. You were all over that yesterday saying to lay those points. So, And they handled their business against Oklahoma State yesterday. Uh, of course, they show number six first. Good, good job, everybody. <laughs> Georgia falls from one to six. Uh, not much of a shock there. Uh, that, that, that was really good, right? Oh, they put Georgia, they put Georgia at four. Great. No, no, Georgia comes in at number six. Not not any shock there. Just like, just put the team up of who's in. Let's just do this already. You've already you've already put this far enough along between Alabama and Florida State, which again, to me, that was the debate all the way through was the tide and the Knowles, not Texas. I thought they should have been in. And there they go. Alabama is in at number four. Over Florida State, so Florida State is out. 13-0, and not good enough for the Knowles. <laughs> Alabama is in. They will take on Michigan. Florida State will go to the Orange Bowl to take on Georgia. Well, I will say this. From a power rating standpoint, yeah. this is clearly the correct decision where you have taking conference champs only. So, yes, I know Georgia was number one going into yesterday for most power ratings. Yes, I know the Ducks were in the top three going into this weekend. But guess what? Neither of those teams won. Neither of those teams won this weekend. They're out. Yep. Oregon's probably going to the Fiesta Bowl. Georgia will, will play Florida State in the Orange Bowl. That, Based off those rankings, that's what we're getting in Miami. But from, a, from our perspective, from the betting side, they got the right. If it was between the five, the top five, they clearly got this right. With one, and I actually think they got this right in order I do too. based off of what, again, I think Texas is better than Alabama. I know I'm in the minority on that. Uh, Texas went to Tuscaloosa, beat the Tide. Uh, but here you go, a college football playoff that in all honesty, by the way, Michigan did pick the Rose Bowl 
So it's going to be Michigan-Alabama in Pasadena on New Year's Day, and Washington will have to travel all the way to New Orleans to take on Texas uh, in uh, in New Orleans. Uh, but uh, First time ever an undefeated team from a Power 5 has not made it into the playoffs, but I think the committee did get it right this time. So I will say this. You have to wonder what the long-term ramifications could be for the teams in the ACC. Uh, Florida State, obviously. Florida State, Clemson, those top teams that have obviously looked at possibly shifting out. You have to wonder what this does. Now, granted, I don't think long-term it should have much impact because if they just, if it wasn't for the stupid alliance stuff from a year ago or three years ago when the SEC poached Texas and Oklahoma, um, we'd be in a 12-team playoff already. And Florida State yeah. would be playing Liberty right now in the 5-12. And you know what? They would have an opportunity to prove themselves against said Crimson Tide in a college football quarterfinal. Instead, here we are at the four, and we'll get the numbers from Vinny and Chris uh, in a few minutes. So looking uh, at my numbers, Jeff, with yeah. that two and three matchup, I would have Texas as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Over? Neutral site. Over Washington. Five-and-a-half? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, I you know I might be. Hey. Yeah, I will. I will say. I will say based off this bracket, I probably I want to see what those fu the future books realign at. But I think Texas is winning this thing. I really do. I think the Horns are going to win this thing. Um, but we'll regardless, see, maybe I didn't um, move Washington up enough from that win over Oregon. We'll see what the odds makers do. But yeah, it should be interesting. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back back into the NFL games. We'll get the lines for this college football Final Four, Michigan-Alabama in Pasadena, Washington, Texas in New Orleans, Florida State left out at 13-0. We'll discuss it more. And then the NFL slate, of course, as we keep it rolling on a Sunday. Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. We have 11 amazing restaurants featuring a wide variety for every price range and appetite. South Point's Garden Buffet has something for everyone at unbeatable prices. Or, if hunger strikes in the middle of the night, join us at Coronado Cafe. The American menu offers breakfast, lunch, or dinner 24 hours a day. Plus a Chinese kitchen for authentic Chinese dishes from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. From steak and eggs to wonton soup, it's fast and friendly service 24-7. When you need a quick pick-me-up, you can find it at our state-of-the-art Starbucks just inside the main South Point entrance. Order ahead with the Starbucks app for easy mobile order pickups. Or enjoy your favorites in the relaxing dining area anytime, day or night. If you love Mexican food, Baja Miguel's has all of your South of the Border favorites. There are dozens of classics to choose from, like fajitas, ceviche, chimichangas, tacos, and more. And for spirit lovers, Baja's colorful non-smoking tequila bar is right outside. Or maybe you're in the mood for seafood. Big Sur Oyster Bar has fresh seafood prepared right before your eyes. Savor freshly shucked oysters, crab legs jambalaya, shrimp and lobster, beers on tap, and a selection of fine wines are perfect to pair with your seafood favorite. Whether lunch or dinner, you'll love this fun atmosphere located just off the casino floor. 
Ready to shake things up? Step back in time and treat yourself to one of the oldest restaurant chains in the country. Steak and Shake, famous for original mouth-watering steak burgers and hand-dipped milkshakes in a variety of flavors. For some old-fashioned fun, try Steak and Shake. Welcome back in. Sports by the Book is the show. I'm Jeff Parles. A lot happening today in NFL Sunday. College football playoff. Final four is set. Vinny Maliula will be on set. Well, he will be in a second. You'll see him in about in about 30 seconds from now. Alex White is here as well. Uh, Alex had a shout out, though. Yes, I do. Uh, thank you for everybody for watching. And our numbers are going up. So please yes. keep subscribing and keep sharing our show. Special shout out to Indy and Tommy because I know that... Um, their parents always make them turn off the cartoons and watch us. So hi, Every, you two, and everybody else for watching. Thank you. There we go. There and, we, I, I, of course, Diners Oasis here in Vegas mm -hmm. and Dom's Pizzeria. Yep, Dom's Pizzeria in Trafford, Pennsylvania, of course, uh, as we know. All right, Vincenzo is here as well. We will get – I Vinny, promise we will, we will get him on camera in a second here. Let's see. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hey, look. Uh, Jimmy, have the food in the back for uh, today again? Getting it uh, right after kickoff. Okay. Right after right. kickoff, we uh, – we get the delivery. So let's go with the instant reaction here, Vinny. Uh, I think they got it right. I understand why people are going to be aggravated. Florida State got left out, a 13-0 Power 5 champion, not in. But when we're going off of, hey, four, four best, quote-unquote, four best teams, of course we aren't going to officially get that because Georgia still would be a top-four power-rated team. But based off these... These conference champions, based off everything, I think the committee got the right four, and boy, we got some great matchups in these games. Well, the, these are these are good games again, you know. Look, so, look, and I I sent this out this morning too, right? The debate's going to rage, and that's fine. That's not going to stop, and you know, I, we don't get ourselves caught up in it. You know, uh, Chris and I were just sitting in the back and and going over numbers with this, and we'll, we'll they're actually loading them in the system now because there's the uh, the uh, administrative part of it so I'll, I'll i'll tell you what i made and what chris made and then south point numbers are, are, are going to come out and uh and we'll post them um but i did learn something last night too i i, I heard some uh i heard that the committee has a provision in their guidelines okay to take into consideration injuries Right? Did you hear that? Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's that's. And, and to me, I know you know what that's. I don't. I don't want to quite say that it's a cop out or anything like that. Look, because we knew based on the results yesterday, especially if Florida State won, that somebody was going to be on the outside looking in. Um, you know, you can make a case for Georgia too, because Georgia's really uh, got a higher power rating still than than Florida State. Um, not that Florida State did not, um, but. The reality is that, uh, you know, the way we move forward is, is this. Okay, committee, give us the teams, give us the matchups, and, and we'll go from there. I think just to kind of fast forward a little bit, outside of these two games, I think there's going to be some challenges with the rest of these bowl games because I think we're, we're going to have more players opting out this year. I think the transfer portal, which is in essence free agency, is going to impact a lot of games too. So. I don't know if there'll be as much of a rush, if you will, to uh, necessarily put up the other, what are there, 41 bowl games, uh, you know, the other uh, 39 
uh, games. Uh, so just that's just a little sidebar there. But look, uh, these are two good matchups, and uh, I've got uh, I've got the South Point openers uh, right now. Go so, for it. Uh, let's go with uh, in terms of Michigan and Bama. Michigan here at South Point is a two point favorite. Okay. Texas uh, playing uh, Washington. Texas four. Um, uh, I mean, it's uh, now. Chris and I, you know, sat and, and we crunched. We started actually crunching numbers yesterday because we're always, you know, in, in, in look ahead mode, right? So, um, I think you're seeing some two and a halves out there. I think you're seeing a little bit higher on uh, on Michigan, and I think uh, you're seeing a little bit higher on on Texas, probably four and a half and five. Um, my numbers came to Michigan three and Texas. Uh, I had them five in, in my in my power ratings. Obviously, neutral fields. Um, you know, these games are a month away. We'll, we'll, we'll watch to see how teams, uh, you know, get through their, uh, their, their training and everything. I think if you look too, frankly, Michigan's got some offensive line I issues, yep. injuries, uh, especially at center. So we'll have to see how, how they heal there. Everybody's a bit nicked up. Chrissy's numbers were a little, little lower than mine. So, you know, our exercises, you know, what do you think? What's, what do you, what do you, what do you, uh, uh what are your thoughts on it? Why? And then at the end of the day. Uh, Chris says, "Okay, this is it. He's he's director and and puts them out. And uh, you know, I I love the exercise. We we always have a, a good time doing this. Of course, we do. We've been doing it for for quite some time now, especially for the NCAA tournament. So we kind of took a page out of the NCAA tournament, and it, that's exactly yeah. what the commit what the show was. No, yeah, 100%. too right. You know, so um, but yeah, that's, so those are the numbers uh, uh, opening here uh, at South Point. Once again, Michigan two uh, over Bama and Texas." Four uh, over Washington. Uh, those are uh, those are in the system, folks, and uh, they're not up there for uh, for show. Those are not Christmas lights on the board. You know the interesting thing. And Chris texted us and just looking at the market. It, yeah, true. You guys opened lower than the market on both of these games. Well, actually, yeah, because two our consensus was lower. Yeah, so when you and, look, when you look at that, and yeah. quite frankly, I you know, it, it would not have shocked me with the way that Alabama won yesterday, mm -hmm. and the way that Michigan. Their defense was dominant, but they were playing Iowa. Let's let, yeah. let, let's take it with a grain of salt. Special teams, actually, too. Special, really, when you which, Michigan special teams was great yesterday. Yeah, they out. They yeah. out. They had, look, yeah. I, if I was elite at something, they're elite at special teams. And Michigan outplayed them on special mm -hmm. teams, but Michigan averaged three yards of play yesterday. Uh, the only reason they covered that game was because they scored two touchdowns on fields mm -hmm. of less than ten yards. Yeah, uh, I would be very concerned with the if I were looking, seeing that number and saying, "Whoa, I can lay less than a field goal with the Wolverines." I would be very careful with that because of what you mentioned. There are a lot of injuries on that offensive line, mm -hmm. including Zinter, who is their best offensive lineman who's not playing again this year. Uh, the other game I'm not betting right now, even though I think Texas wins, but I'm going to be on Alabama in this game because mm -hmm. as we've also seen, when we've had these controversies over who should be in, who should not, it goes one of two ways. Either the team that gets in that shouldn't, quote-unquote, shouldn't be in right. gets crushed or they do the crushing. Mm -hmm. And this feels like Alabama will be doing, well, I don't know if they'll be doing crushing, I but I do crushing. like Alabama to win the game against Michigan in Pasadena. Well, I think when you when you look at this Alabama, and we've talked a lot about Alabama, right? And um, uh, I, I felt that Alabama really, really did a, a, a terrific job. Again, we'll go back to uh, after the loss at home to Texas, 
and the uh, the quarterback flip flop thing. This this is one of you. You could make a case maybe that this is maybe Saban's best coaching. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, week two loss. Week three was one of the worst games I think they've played in yeah. the Saban era since his first yeah. year. Even though they won against South yeah. Florida, and a heck of a coaching job. There was listen, and there was there was a lot of uh, concern, not only by Bama fans and backers, but by Saban himself. Don't for, don't forget, he he signed. A, 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 after the spring game, right? Milro, I think Milro came in after. No, a uh, kid from uh, Notre Dame uh, came in after the spring game. He, he, Alabama has always been. Look, we're set. We're ready to go. It's when when you saw that, you had to say to yourself, "Wait, wow!" And again, back then, I'll, full disclosure, Chris and I were in agreement. We had Georgia, a six point uh, higher rated power rating team, going into the season. Uh, than over Alabama. Uh, so, uh, again, uh, Saban and staff, credit those players. They did a great job. And if Alabama got in, Texas had to get in. I know they announced Texas right. Texas first, and they certainly uh, weren't going to you know, put those two up against each other again, right? Uh, unless, you know, of course, that's the national championship game rematch. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's how we looked at it. So that, that's our exercise. You know, uh, you know, Jimmy, what do you make it? Uh, Vinny, what do you make it? Chris, what do you make it? And Chris, uh, as director, makes the uh, decision. And those are those are the numbers that are out there. All right, I want to go over to the NFL. Let's let's go to let's go to the game that everyone is talking about. It's going to be the biggest bet game of the late card here today, Vinny. Maybe the biggest bet game of the whole day today, and that's San Francisco and Philadelphia, mm-hmm. where again Niners. Favorite on the road, up to three mm-hmm. in this one. Uh, you know, with, with 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 the Eagles, this is the latest in the season. A 10, 10 and one or better team has been an underdog at home at. And here you go. Uh, I, Vinny, I, I understand why the betters have done this. I understand what the power ratings say. But you're giving me a whole field goal with, with the Philadelphia Eagles at home against anyone? Well, I'm actually, obliged to take it. <laughs> actually, you're going to have to wait because it's two and a half right now. You went so, back to two and a half. Okay, there you we go. Just right before, I, well, okay, as I go. was walking over. Well, uh, it's a good thing I already have my three. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. It'll probably go back. Listen, it, I mean, it's it's an afternoon game, so you have some time. And uh, it's a toggler, uh, as I say, uh, laying two and a half and taking three. <laughs> and uh, Chris just approved a, a 20, uh, uh, 20 dime bet at the uh, at the window uh, right before I came in. So, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's a great game. And I... Look, the game. It's it's interesting too because a lot of people say, "How could you know? How could you make? Why is this number this way?" Well, don't forget, we open at one and a half. They've they laid it up to three. Right. It's like the Oregon game the other day. Every and especially, I love this after you know after the game when Washington wins the game. Oh, how could you guys make the you know the Ducks a ten point for you? See, you you're out of your mind. You're wrong. Well, they laid nine and nine and a half. They were laying ten at kickoff. So you know we don't. You know, we don't let that uh, phase us or bother us. But that, again, people, you've got your opinion. That's what the numbers are up there for, to measure your opinion uh, against those numbers. And if you so choose, to uh, to bet uh, on or against. I'm glad you brought up that game because that's kind of how I feel with the Eagles here. I need some of that Washington Huskies energy where they're like, don't count us out yet. And yeah, the numbers the are where they are. <laughs> yeah, it's it's how they've been playing the sure. last few weeks. They so find yes, a way. The Niners yeah. are at the 
better team right but now. But I think the Niners are also the healthier. Teams. That's right. I'm sorry, Alex. They are. They're, they're, they're the healthier team, which actually enters into sure. I th- not only the opening price, okay, but I also think that the initial laying of the one and a half and the two early in the week, that is professional money. And I think that came into play uh, as well to to an extent, particularly the uh, the Goddard injury, which is which is really important to to their offense uh, 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 at, at tight end. But their defensive injuries, I think, uh, also entered into some of the uh, some of the thinking. The the Washington point is exactly what entered my mind this week. Also, where we totally like, all right, they're not they're winning ugly. They're not winning the way that we want. Our eyes, yeah. but they're winning the game. Sure. Right. And that was a neutral site here, of course. And you know what? I thought the number was right on the Oregon game. I thought Oregon should be almost a 10-point favorite. And Washington won the game outright. Here, I I think personally this game should be a pick because the weather the weather looks like there's a possibility of rain. Told me a little uh, soggy. A yeah. little, little soggy. And look, I, Vinny, I know we talk about home field advantage in the NFL a lot differently today than we did even three years ago now. Sure. But that is one of the buildings where I think there is a home field advantage. Oh, no question. You know, I mean, when when you're in a town that that, that pelted Santa Claus <laughs> with, uh, with, with, uh, with snowball, I mean, yeah. So, no, there's no question about it. Some of the, uh, some of the most passionate and rabid fans. But the, the Niners are used to that as well. I mean, the Niners travel well, too. So... You've got to take into consideration. When you're looking at a home field advantage, um, is there a basic number for a home field advantage per team? Yes. But it also, you've got to factor in, obviously, the opponent and, you know, who travels well. Who Tennessee. Tennessee, I think, is winless on the road this year, right? And they've won, I think they've won every game at in Nashville. I'm yes, not going to include in the Nashville. home game in uh, in London. So, th- so there's a, you know, a, a difference uh, to, to to the way teams travel. And we've had to learn that. I mean, again, that's from our side of the counter. Uh, you know, uh, again, you go back to uh, to another time in back in the seventies and eighties, and it was an automatic. Oh, so you know, who, the home team. It's a, it's an automatic three. It, you know, it was an automatic three. Not not really. And again, some of the lessons that we've had to learn uh, are are costly, but you'll learn them. Well, and of course, you have to factor in the revenge thing here, right? The Eagles won the yeah, NFC championship yeah. last sure. week to knock them out. So, yeah, they they circled this yeah. game. They're going to be ready Purdy for it. Purdy got hurt in that game, right, Alex? Purdy yeah. got yeah. hurt in that game. Yeah. That's why I actually like this over, too, because that game was on track to be an over game last year. Mm-hmm. Eagles won 31-7. Of course, Brock Purdy getting hurt and coming out of that one. So, two of the best offensive lines, if not yeah. the best offensive lines in the NFL. I think we're going to see a lot of points here between these two. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not too rainy because that might change things a little bit. Um, total up to forty-seven and a half from uh, the uh, the opener of uh, forty-six and a half. So uh, they bet over uh, forty-six and a half and forty-seven. Mm-hmm. Going back to the earlier kicks, uh, real quick. Miami of Washington. We haven't touched this game yet. Vinny, you're at nine forty-nine and a half on this one. Miami, of course, favorite on the road in Landover. Uh, uh-huh. Alex, I did nothing. I did nothing this one. You put your heads up. So I'm, I think we're simpatico in doing nothing with this game. I think if you're going to look at props, Sam Howell over 38 and a half passing attempts okay. because they are, they're running the least in the NFL. And if they're playing from behind, which I am assuming they will be, they're going to be trying to pass the ball a lot. Well, I think Aishan is probably going to play today, right? He's going he's to give it a go uh, too for the, uh, uh, for the Dolphins. Yes. The Dolphins... 
you know, they laid the nine, went to nine and a half, and they, they took nine and a half. I think some folks were, were waiting for the 10. Uh, didn't happen. Uh, so back to nine here. You know, the Dolphins, you know, the weather's a, weather's a factor here at this game, as you, as you mentioned, Jeff. Dolphins are in, you know, every teaser and every money line parlay. You know, you, you look at that, and that's the general public uh, looking at those. I, yeah, with Miami, Miami, as both of these teams are on rest, extra rest. Yes. Washington played Thursday, Miami played Friday. Mm-hmm. So there's real no distinct advantage uh, in, yeah, in that one. Um, yeah. I don't give them a chance to get a little bit healthier, right? I don't mind your prop. I really don't mind your prop on that one. All right, Denver and Houston. This got moved from a late kick to an early kick. Um, Texans, Vinny, you guys are the only three and a half in the market right now on this game. Um, uh, it's mostly uh, three minus twenty on uh, on the Texans uh, here. Yeah, and again, we've uh, again we don't we don't move the money mm-hmm. on uh, on the three. Um, we and and that's just a philosophy. That's that's not a a, a critique. Uh, you know, I've done both over the years. Um, so yeah, they're laying three and, and taking three and a half with this one. Uh, you know, you, you look at the game; it's a good game. Both teams are close to each other in the standings, vying for a playoff spot. Looks like Judy is probable. I think for the uh, you've got the actives and inactives uh, uh, already, and it looks like Judy is. I think probably. I think he's going to play today for the uh, uh, for the Broncos. They seem to be in sync, right, Alex? I mean, they. I think when when you look at Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. It's a completely different. Not it's not just a completely different team. It's a it's a completely different vibe between those two uh, than we saw in the first six games of the season. I was very close to taking the three and a half with the Broncos, but I think I might have missed the window with them, where they have this five game winning streak, and then me trying to jump on here against mm-hmm. this good Houston Texans team. So I stayed away from this. I I would look at the under here because of how Denver has been playing defense. So much better. And then they're also just running the ball, limiting mistakes, and, you know, running out the clock. I just don't know, Vinny, if what they're doing is sustainable. And Chris kind of brought that up, too. Yes, takeaways. They've had 16 Mm -hmm. in the last six weeks. But is that luck? Can they keep keep this going? So I thought... Better not jump in this one. Let's let's watch let's and, watch this one. I th- and I think the Texans are really good. I and, like this. Oh game. no, yeah. I, and I think you know you you've got to, sometimes you have to take a part. You have sometimes you just have to wait on a game, right? And say you know let me let me go to you know let me study it a little bit yeah. more because you have other options, right. right? Now to your point though about the total, if you do bet the under, you're going to get the best number because it's up two points from the opener at uh, now forty seven and a half, uh, two and a half points actually. We opened at forty five because the Texans they play fast mm-hmm. and they yeah. can score quickly. But I think Denver's defense can slow them down. There you go. I didn't do anything here. Mm -hmm. I did nothing. Denver's win streak has coincided with this ridiculous turnover margin. Plus 14 in this win streak. That is not sustainable. It's just not. Um, Houston, though, and part of the reason that I'm not jumping to bed Houston today is I think that defense is terrible. And they... Last week, somehow that game landed only 45 points. I don't know how that game only landed 45. It should have landed probably in the 50s, but we got it only 45. And Stroud is starting to throw turnover plays. He's forcing, he's, he's he's forcing, forcing the things. action a little, a little bit. bit more than you would anticipate, mm-hmm. especially for a guy who didn't throw pickets for six games in his career. So I stayed off of this. I think both of these teams are due for a regression. Uh, that's why this yeah. is a really, really difficult betting game for me. And you know what? This 
You mentioned the in-game, Vinny, all the time. This is probably a good in-game game because you know, I feel like if someone gets up double digits in this game, mm -hmm. you come back the other way regardless of who it is. You know, Jeff, and, and, and again, uh, uh, well, Alex mentioned in the beginning, appreciate the folks for tuning in and listening. It, it's a valuable lesson, and it, it's not the exact same situation as yesterday, but yesterday I remember Alex asking a question about she had Alabama to win the SEC at plus 275, and what was – you know what could she do or consider uh to you know to to guarantee herself something right well the thing was exactly to what, what we said wait for the in game yeah. right because and if alabama jumps out which they did and i don't know if you did this or not alex and i don't want to put you on the spot i didn't vinny because i was at the unlv game and i was too <laughs> distracted by that game i watched him go up 10-7 and i was like yeah, I think I'm just gonna. So, okay, good. You know, gonna, yeah. and you could, but you, you know, the, depending on at what point, the, yep, you could have taken points with, uh, uh, with Georgia. So it's a similar situation. You, again, I oftentimes say this: you, you don't have, you don't have to bet every game, or you have to book every game yep. in this in this situation, which is fine. Uh, but sometimes you pass. Sometimes you 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 watch and see. And again, today, different than you know. A, a decade ago, even you know, where the in game, the in game, a decade ago and previously was a halftime, was the second half, you know. So, um, you know, there, there, you've got the options now. So, you know, to the folks out there, as betters utilize the options, and as as operators utilize the options too. How do you how how do you mitigate your how do you, uh, mitigate and manage your risk? Let's get to these last two games of the day here that we haven't gotten to yet. Cleveland, Joe Flacco. Yeah. Welcome to the party in 2023. The fourth Cleveland Browns starting quarterback this year. It's week 13, Vinny. Rams are three and a half. 40's the total. And look, they, I, this just kind of shows that like the, the Browns have started four quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. in, and this is their 12th game. The fact they're seven and four, I know their defense has been amazing, but this is pretty amazing that the Browns are in this position where if they pull it again, three and a half point favorites win all the time. They win all the time. Or three and a half point underdogs, I should say, win all the time. They win this game right in four of any with four starting quarterbacks in 12 games. Well, when you look at this game, it's interesting, right? Uh, now, the Browns have a lot of injuries, and not just, you know, at the quarterback position. Uh, their defense has been terrific. They also averaged 13 points a game without Deshaun Watson. Of all those quarterbacks, and, and as erratic as he has played sometime. And now you have Joe Flacco. When was the last time Joe Flacco played uh, an NFL game? I think it was in uh, MetLife for the uh, for the Jets a couple of years ago, right? So uh, you're asking an awful lot here against a healthier Rams team who really, you know, is on the fringe of the mix here. Listen, when you've got a, when you've got a playoff team, and we'll – We'll look at, I mentioned the Falcons here. That's under 500. If you're, and I realize that it's a division, and it's the weakest division in, in terms of power ratings and results. The Rams are saying to themselves, listen, we're healthy. We we can, we can, we've got a shot here. There's 17 games. There's seven teams going to the playoffs. Um, their defense is good also, led by Aaron Donald. Let's remember that. And you, you, you know what? Hey, Joe Flacco is, uh, you, look, he, I know the guy's got a ring, but it was a long time ago, uh, and he's coming in off of uh, a, a very long break. You're asking an awful lot here. This is a game that's gone up and down the ladder. Four and a half on the opener, up to five. We were seeing a lot of Rams money yesterday, and here we are today. 
uh, even with all their injuries and Joe Flacco, that uh, there's Browns money, and now we're back down to three and a half. Chris and I were talking yesterday. We thought this game was going to continue to go up and go back up to the opener uh, or through it, actually. Uh, but we've not seen that just yet. But again, there's time for that. I think the public gets involved with this game, and I think they get involved with the Rams. Uh, and it's an afternoon game with a lot of carryover, Alex. Great point, Vinny. So I don't think anyone really had the Rams power rated that high to start the season. And then, you know, you got to adjust because you do have Sean McVay, and they have so many weapons, Cooper Cup and mm -hmm. Puka Nakua, they, and, of course, Matthew Stafford under center. So they've done very well. Five and six, pretty shocking. I think everyone had already counted them out. I didn't do anything. I don't, yeah, I don't know what to expect with Joe Flacco. I know he completed 58% of his passes and went 5.5 yards per pass his last year. That's all I have to go off of. And um, yeah. maybe we'll see if we have an in-game opportunity. Flacco can still spin it a little bit. The problem last year is he couldn't move. <laughs> so You think he can move more this year? No, that's what I'm saying. That's year what older? I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, he you can't move. You did some yoga? Maybe yeah, yeah. But, but that that's my thing. Like, Cleveland's offensive line, and you're playing Aaron, a D-line that's not particularly good, but they have Aaron Donald. Right. So good luck trying to block Aaron Donald. So uh, no, nothing for me in this one. All right, let's get to Sunday night before we get out of here so we give people their two minutes before the game start. Kansas City, Green Bay, down to five and a half, Vinny. I'm not really surprised that the people have been coming in on the Packers in this one tonight. Um, some some dog money showing uh, today in uh, in these games. Uh, when you notice, I mean, the games we're talking about. I mean, even you know, I know you already uh, talked about the uh, the Panthers game. There's money showing for the Panthers today against the Buccaneers. But as far as this goes, I, I think people want to see more consistency out of the Chiefs. And um, you know, in you know, the Chiefs are still they have been. Uh, uh, under the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes era, uh, a very public team. They still are a public team, uh, but there's uh, uh, professional money that goes against because numbers, the public can drive those numbers up, uh, and uh, and the pros get involved here. So this game six and a half down to five and a half. Will you know, but again, it's prime time. Uh, this everything, everything from today, everything from yesterday, actually too, uh, is going to be going to this game. So with all of that carryover. Uh, they'll be they'll be Chiefs money. We're, and if the Chiefs are, are going for us, that's okay. Uh, Packers are playing uh, much better though. I'm going over 21 in the first half because I've been looking at a lot of overs. First half game kind of slows down in the second. That's why we've had so many unders as the whole game, mm -hmm. especially for the Chiefs. Jeff mentioned it the other day though. Kind of reversed last week against the Raiders. Came out flat, but then they still scored 14 in the second quarter, and then it was all Chiefs second half. So. Yeah. Green Bay, in the last three weeks, they've been doing the same thing in that first half, trying to come up. They went from 7.5 points a game on average. The last three games, 15.3. If you're going to go over in a half, it's go, do it in the first half. More inclined. Why? Well, seriously, you notice, Alex, I mean, it's it's real basic. No matter who 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 has the ball, and Someone's no matter what the score, score those last two minutes. both teams are going to try yeah. to score. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. All right. We'll get the Monday night game tomorrow, even though it's up to 10 now on Jacksonville against yes. the Cincinnati Bengals. Vinny, thank you. Good to be with both of you. Alex, Good job, thank team. you. Good work as always behind the glass. Uh, Neverett, Jerry, and uh, Sean back there today. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports by the book, 3 o'clock Pacific time here at the South Point Studio.